I was so excited about the day that my husband was to move out of our home. We had been married for almost 21 years and things had deteriorated so bad. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you've been hearing a lot of the stories and a lot of the experiences and it was just time. And I just knew how happy I would be. I was so excited as he was starting to pack boxes. Like I was actually helping him because I knew if I didn't, he was just going to procrastinate more and more. And this was going to take forever. And I'm like, you know, hey, can I help pack this part or that part? He didn't see the smile on my face, but you could not erase the smile off my face. And and he was loading his last load. And I thought, finally, that day is here. I will be so happy he will no longer be in my home, my home. That sounded so amazing. And I just knew how good it would feel. He drove off with his last things. And, and I thought, I'm going to be dancing in the street and celebrating. But I wasn't. I was overwhelmed with emotions that I did not expect. I dropped on my bed and I sobbed. I cried for many, many days. Why? This was not what I expected. My heart was heavy, so heavy. My stomach was a wreck. My mind was numb. My feelings were all over the place. And my body simply did not want to function. I didn't expect this. I thought I would be rejoicing. I had been looking forward to this day for so long. Why am I not happy? Why am I not relieved and peaceful? Is something wrong with me? Did I make the wrong choice? Was I happier in the relationship? Should I call him back? I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And today... We are talking about the shock that your system goes through when the relationship finally ends. And in this episode, I'm going to give you two tools that will help you so much through that phase uh, of right after you've left the relationship or right as you're leaving the relationship that will help you through that period of time. See, many victims expect peace and happiness when they leave this relationship. And so many people have told me this and and I went through this. So I I know what you're feeling and and they're so excited and in anticipation for that day, the day when you are finally free, finally out of all the abuse. However, you are completely shocked and blindsided when that is not the feelings that you experience. You expected instant relief and instant peace and instant happiness. And instead, what did you find? inner turmoil, confusion, doubt, guilt, anger, disappointment, grief, sadness, despair, hopelessness. Victims are often overwhelmed with these negative emotions after the divorce or breakup of that relationship. And that it doesn't always mean it has to be a spousal relationship or a loved, um, uh, like a partner relationship. It doesn't have to be that. It could even be you just went no contact with your narcissistic parent or sibling or or friend, but that's still the breakup of that relationship. One big reason that these negative feelings are all there, all of a sudden you're just overwhelmed by them. And, And one of the big reasons for this is all of these years in this relationship, whatever type of relationship it was, all of these years, you have been holding all of these emotions inside of you. You had no safety to let them out. You had absolutely no validation for them and no no freedom to express them. 
And so you kept them locked inside. With, with the exhaustion from all the abuse, you also had no strength to face them. And so it was just easier and safer to pretend that they didn't exist. You even convinced yourself of a lot of this. And that those feelings were not there and you just kept them all bottled up inside of you. And now, for the first time maybe in decades, your guard finally relaxes. You have been so cautiously guarded for all these years. You, your, your wall around your heart, keeping all those feelings locked inside has been so strong. And now, all of a sudden, you relax. All of a sudden, that guard comes down. That wall comes down. And it's like the floodgate opened. Years of bottled up emotions come charging out. And one of the best things I can tell you is to let them. One of the best things you can do for yourself at this point is to let those feelings flow. Let them. Give yourself permission to feel all the many feelings that you are going through. You have been told over and over and over that your feelings do not matter. You have been shown that. You have been communicated that. That has been clear. But now you need to give yourself permission to feel those feelings. You don't need any more of somebody telling you that, that your feelings don't matter. Now, these feelings and all these negative feelings that you're going through, don't confuse them with wanting your abusive partner back. A lot of victims do this and, and they, they are overwhelmed by all the negativity. And so they think that must mean I, I needed him back, that my, I was happier if he was here. And so I need him back or her back. And they, you know, run back to that relationship. And it's weird why you get that yo-yo effect. You know, people, they, they go no contact and then they break no contact. They go no contact and then they break no contact. And this is one of the reasons. Um, it has to do with trauma bonding and all of that. Absolutely. But but we confuse this overwhelming uh, experience we're having with all these negative feelings with wanting that person back because we didn't have this when they were in our lives. And, and these feelings create a ton of confusion. I want to look at a few of them specifically. So, you know, I said one of the feelings I, I mentioned was sadness. And yes, you, you think you're going to expect all this joy and happiness. You're going to feel all of this, but instead you feel sadness and this leads to confusion. Well, this is not sadness that the abuser is out of your life. It is sadness that he or she treated you this way all those years. It is sadness because you wanted a solid and loving relationship with them and you now realize that it is absolutely not possible. So yes, you are experiencing sadness, but the sadness is not because you are sad that person left. You feel confusion and despair. Well, this is not confusion of whether the relationship should continue or not. It can feel like it is. And you can think, well, you know, maybe, maybe I just don't know. Maybe I want them back. Maybe I don't. And it can feel like that kind of confusion. You know, this is not despair because they actually left and it can feel like it is. So what is the confusion? The confusion is over all of these different feelings that you have gone through over these years. Why would someone who loves you and whom you love treat you this way? All of that is now starting to come to the front of your mind and it does lead to confusion. You, you, where did everything go so wrong? That's where the confusion lies. You know, it's, it's not despair because they left. And it's not despair because you feel lost without this person and, and you have to have them in your life. It is despair because you feel like you don't have any answers. 
You feel like nothing makes sense and you feel like no one gets it, that no one understands. Well, I'm here to tell you now that people do understand that there are people going through this and there are resources available to you. We're going to talk about that a little bit further down in this episode, but that's where the despair comes from. That's where the confusion comes from. Again, don't confuse these. You feel hopelessness. Well, this is not hopelessness because you can't function without them. It's hopelessness because your life has just been upended. Everything you thought about this person has proven to be a lie. How can you ever trust again? These are questions going through your head, the confusion and the hopelessness. Again, don't confuse it with wanting them back. You feel grief. It's not grief because the relationship ended. It is grief because they were not the person you thought they were. They are not the person that you hoped they would be. You are grieving the death of that image that you had in your head. The image of who you thought they were, as well as the image of what you thought your life would be like with them. You may not even realize that you're grieving, but you are. And it's completely normal. It's completely understandable. And again, don't mistake this for wanting them back. It's not about wanting them back. It is about losing what you thought you had. See, the breakup of of this relationship, it's like a death. It's the final realization that this is truly over. And, And that that last breath by the person that, you know, that you loved has been taken. And I know I'm, you know, I'm talking in a, in a hypothetical situation or not hypothetical, but, but I'm not talking about a physical death. I'm talking about a a mental death, an emotional death, the mental being the image that you had in your mind of this person that just died. I'm talking about the emotions that you had in this part for this person, the, the love and the care that you had for this person that just died. The, the person that you thought they were, the hope you had, the expectation of how your life would be, this image in your mind, this is a death. You were once in love with this person and you thought that they were the one for you. You thought you would spend the rest of your life with them. Now, now I am specifically talking about a relationship of love, a partnership. You thought you would be happy and peaceful with them. You pictured old age together, children, grandchildren. You envisioned vacations, journeys, retirement, laughter memories to share. And all of that is now gone. It isn't just that you lost this person. You lost your entire future. Again, don't mistake this for the desire to be back in that relationship. Your friends and family actually make add to this confusion. They may look at you and say, well, see, you know, you should never have left in the first place. Look how unhappy you are. Call them back. You were happier when you were with them. Do not listen to them. They don't get it. They don't understand what you're going through. And we're going to dive in further as what is really going on inside of you. But I'm going to tell you, I recommend that you don't keep trying to explain it to people who don't get it. You cannot explain this to everyone. You may have one or two that will understand, and I sincerely hope you do. Everybody needs a support system. You can find a support group who gets it. You know, we have a Facebook group, Covert Narcissism Group. That's our Facebook group. It's 51,000 people in it, members. And these are all victims of covert narcissism. They get it. So jump in there. If you're comfortable with the social media platform, get in there and and join that. Another option to you is we have group sessions. There's CNG, Covert Narcissism Group. And these are group sessions. And the next session is coming soon. It actually begins on February 13th. It's with me, personally with me, leading a group of five to 10 people. They're all victims of covert narcissism. We meet on Zoom 
And uh, it's an amazing experience watching people find the support that they need. That group session, if you're looking and if you're interested in it, you'll find it at www.covertnarcissism.com forward slash group dash session, group session. If you can't find it, shoot me an email. Okay, that's probably the easiest way. Renee at covertnarcissism.com. Now, I have two skills here that I want to suggest that are specifically for this phase of of the time when you've left the relationship and, and you're overwhelmed with these negative emotions and you're trying to make sense out of it. You're trying to make peace with your, in your life and, and you're trying not to jump right back into that relationship. Well, the two skills are cloaking and cocooning. Now, cloaking, let's, let's get into that one first. I want you to think of cloaking as if you have an invisible magic cape around your back, like on your back. And you you can wrap this cape around you when you need to, or you can push it all the way open and let it just hang off of your back. So when you need to, you wrap this cloak around you and you hide behind it. You're hiding your thoughts and your feelings. That's what makes it a magic cape. It's invisible to anyone around you, but you can cloak up to the people who are not validating your feelings, the people who are, who are, you know, adding to the confusion in your life. And we're going to go through all of this as to who, you know, who this is I'm talking about, but that cloak wraps around you and it allows you to kind of shut off um, the visibility to the world. You don't need to show your feelings to everybody. You don't need to bear your heart to the world or even to all of your family and friends in order to heal. In an attempt to help you, they may push for you to open up to them. Your family and friends may push for that. They may think, you know, don't, don't uh, internalize this. Don't hide it. It's good for you. And their genuine, their efforts may even be genuine. However, their attempts at supporting you can easily add to the confusion that you are already feeling. You thought you would be happy. You pictured dancing in the street, singing, smiling, laughing, and instead you can barely function crying all the time and unable to get out of bed. And they may try to tell you that, you know, well, it just isn't that bad. This is, this is normal after a breakup that you need to get over it. They might even say, well, you just need to get into another relationship. Let me hook you up with somebody. No, that is not what you need right now. None of this, what they're saying is true. A breakup with a covert narcissist is not a normal breakup. You see, when a covert narcissist leaves, they leave a mound of abusive scars inside you. And your friends and family, they don't know this. They don't see it. They don't get it. But it leaves a trail of doubt, confusion, self-judgment, and so on. All the things that we talk about in these podcasts. You don't just get over it. Their attempts at encouragement, they can simply add to the frustration that you already feel because now you feel inside you, well, I should be able to just get over it. Why can't I move on? And now you're adding to the self-judgment of yourself. I've told you before that victims of covert narcissistic abuse abuse themselves. They join the abuser in abusing themselves. And this continues even after the relationship is over. This is why people don't get it. They don't see that inside of you. The last thing you need is more people telling you that your feelings are wrong. You have had enough of that and you don't need any more. You don't even need it from yourself. Do not tell yourself that your feelings are wrong. Do not tell yourself that you should be this or you should be that. Give yourself complete permission to feel any and all of the feelings 
that are running through you. And anyone, anyone who does not allow you to feel your feelings, who tries to talk you out of them or tries to tell you that, that they, you are wrong, that your feelings are wrong or that you shouldn't feel this way. These people, these are the ones that you need to cloak around. So pay attention, notice. And if you start to talk to someone and they blow you off or they don't validate your feelings or they, they tell you, well, let's just, you know, you just need to go do this or go do that. They're not giving you the safety that you need, the emotional safety cloak up around them. You do need a few people around you where you can bear your heart. Yes, you're going to need that. Even if it's people you don't even know, even if you reach out to me and you join in the group sessions, you need to bear your soul to let these feelings come out. And, and a couple of friends that truly know how to give you emotional safety can make a world of difference. But that cloak, that cloak goes on and off as you need and as you choose. One quick note I want to say here before I go on to cocooning. You do not owe anyone an explanation of how you feel, why you feel the way you are, why you left the relationship. You don't owe that to anyone. They, you know, most of them won't get it. Most of them, none of them lived your life with this person. None of them went through all the feelings you did with all the communication and, and all the abuse and all the harshness and all the silent treatments and all the circular conversations. None of them lived that. You do not owe them an explanation. Now, the other skill is cocooning. I first ran across this term in a book. It's a book by Debbie Mirza, and the book is called Worthy of Love. It's a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, please take a look at it. I'm hoping soon here to have Debbie uh, as a guest here on our podcast to talk about this book. And, and she uses the phrase cocooning, and the, when she did, I just thought, wow, what a great word for this uh, particular thing. It's when you just want to simply curl up in bed and, and wrap your covers around you and not function. You don't want to see anyone. You don't want to talk to anyone. You just want to curl up in bed and, and let the world disappear, so, at least for a while. And this is perfectly acceptable. Think of it when a person experiences a significant death. And I mean a significant death, someone that's really close to them. Uh, maybe it's a dear loved one that they expected to have around for many years to come. You know, maybe a spouse or, or a healthy you know, love partner, a, a child, an active friend in their daily life, someone that they really expected a lot of life to come. And, and this was a sudden death, like just abrupt. And this person will grieve, the person who had this loss. That grieving phase, it might last for weeks or even months. They may struggle to function. They might not want to see people. They might not, you know, they might just want to be alone. And, and they might not want to, you know, have any conversation of depth. They may struggle to even care for themselves. They may struggle to keep their home clean. They may struggle to keep a job going. They, they, these are struggles they may have. And most people will understand this. Most people will support them through this. Well, you have experienced a significant death. And for many, this was an unexpected death. You never saw this coming. And this is a death of someone that you held dear in your heart. This is the death of an image of who that person was. This is a death of your expectations of how your life would be. So this is personal. And you might just want to wrap a cocoon around you and simply stay there for a while. Well, do. 
It's okay. I've got good news for you. You can do this. And if that's what you need to do, if you need to cocoon, if you need to tell your world to go away, then do it. It doesn't matter what anyone else says, thinks, or expects of you. This isn't about them. This has nothing to do with them. This is your life and you are allowed to live it your way at any given moment. Not only should you not worry about their expectations for you, but you need to drop your own expectations too. Many of us carry, you know, these personal expectations and these expectations come from others anyways. Like they come from our parents' views or our friends' opinions or culture's expectations. They come from, you know, our own mental image of our life. In your own mind, you know, you expect it to be singing and dancing. Well, drop those expectations. So what? You're not singing and dancing. Who cares? Let yourself be sad. Let yourself grieve. Let yourself be confused. If you're confused and, and hopeless and, and feeling despair, let it. Let it. It's okay. Don't be afraid of it. You will not be here forever. This is a temporary phase, but it is also a necessary phase. Victims who do not allow themselves to feel this grief and sadness often cover it up with other things. One of those things is a fast new relationship. This is dangerous and will likely lead you right back into another abusive relationship. So please don't do that. Take this vitally important time to teach yourself how to feel your feelings again. Use cloaking to protect yourself from anyone who judges your feelings. And use cocooning to give yourself the safety that you need to let those feelings out. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.